Good morning. Well, look, I have the joy of preaching this morning. Um, first time I'll be preaching here on a Sunday morning at West Church. Uh, a couple of things. If you don't know me, my name is Dwayne. Myself and my lovely wife have been coming to Wish Church with our little boy since the start of the year. Uh, and also our dear brother Leonard, who you might notice uh, all three of them are not here. Um, they've fallen ill like so many of our brothers and sisters this week. Uh, another thing is we're taking a little break from John this week. Pastors Steve and Han Lee have been so uh, kind to me and sort of let me choose where I'm going to preach from uh, so I can get a bit of a head start on the study and the preparation. So we're going to Titus chapter 2. So if you just want to flick there, Titus chapter 2, we're going from verse 11 to verse 14. This is the Word of God. It says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own position who are zealous for good works. Let me pray. Lord, as we come to this passage this morning, we pray that you would be glorified in your word and in your people. Lord, this morning we pray that you would use your word to train us and to help us grow and to mature us and to conform us to the image of the Son. And God, we pray that for those who do not trust in Christ, that your word would draw them in and that you would win them over to yourself. By your grace, have your way, Lord, in us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, look, I'm not going to take up too much time this morning. I'm going to go for about 15 minutes. Um, I have some friends here who, who have seen me preach before, and they're probably thinking 15 minutes. He usually does 45. Um, so being here, um, even for just this year, my way of thinking about the Bible and even preaching the Bible has developed thanks to um, Han Lee and Steve. Um, and I just enjoy so much sitting and listening to preaching with my own ears and, and having someone in front of me in real life, not online, but here. Um, and so I won't take up too much time, but hopefully God will use the time that I do take up uh, for, for His purposes. Now, in Titus, um, in verse 11, we're going to see how grace works. And Paul shows us that there's a relationship between good works and salvation. There is a definite relationship between doing things and being saved. That's important for us this morning to understand. It's important for us to know the relationship between salvation and doing good things. And it's important because... There is an old and deadly belief. There is an ancient and damning belief 
about the relationship between salvation and good works. And this old belief would say that the relationship between good works and salvation is that you have to do good works to achieve salvation. It's a damning lie. It's a deadly belief to think that you can achieve salvation with good deeds, with good works. You, you might ask someone who believes in, in this idea, you might say, hey, how, how is it that I might be with God in eternity and His immediate presence forever? In other words, how can I go to heaven? And the answer is they believe this deadly lie would be something like, Try be moral. Try, try be a moral person. Look, look to your ethics. Do good things. The lie is quite simply that salvation is a DIY job. If you want to be saved, do it yourself. If you want to be saved, do it yourself and maybe get God to give you a hand. And Paul clears it up for us here in Titus. Now, in New Zealand, uh, and especially in my line of work, I get to see a lot of DIY jobs around. Right? And it's a Kiwi thing. I, I don't know the hardware store that has that slogan, but you might, you might remember it. It goes, DIY, it's in our DNA. Anyone ever heard that? Yeah. It's sort of true because I'm at a job right now where someone's done a bit of, bit of DIY work. Here's the problem. They're trying to sell their house. And what they've done is they've built a little landing, like a little deck, halfway down a cliff. And their little landing, their DIY job, did not meet um, the standards. It, it didn't pass the inspection. And they can't sell the house until they get rid of their DIY work. And we're in a similar position. Our DIY work will not get us into eternity. It will not get us into a relationship with God. Our DIY work is flashes of my look to ourselves and as proud as we might be with our own work and our own deeds and our morals and our ethics are not enough. Would you look again to verse 11? This is for the grace of God. The grace of God has appeared bringing salvation for all people. It was God who brought salvation. Not our works, not our deeds, not our DIY jobs. It was God. And the world would want to scream at us and say, look, especially in our climate, the world will say, you are not the problem. The world will say to us, you are not the problem. In fact, the solution is inside of you if you look deep enough. And the world over and over, wave by wave, is hitting us with this message, you are not the problem. The problem is outside of you, and the solution is inside of you. It couldn't be further from the truth. It's actually the reverse. We are saved by the grace of God, something outside of us. From, and if you're looking at verse 12, <clears throat> ungodliness and the worldly passions that we run after and we pursue. The truth is, sinners cannot save sinners. You cannot save yourself. I cannot save myself. God saves sinners. God saves sinners. 
there is a relationship between salvation and good works. There definitely is, but what is it? Paul shows us here. We do not work to be saved. We work because we are saved. Our good deeds come out of our salvation. The salvation that God provided. There is a definite relationship between good works and salvation. And it's important that we understand which way it goes. We are saved to do good works. We are freed so that we can do good things. We don't do good things to be free. We don't rely on our morals or our ethics to be reconciled to God. We don't depend on our actions and our good deeds to be at peace with Him. It's the other way around. Because we are at peace with Him, we are freed and liberated to do good things. In fact, the same grace that saves us is also our teacher. It is our trainer. In verse 12, training us. And it trains us to do um, basically two things. One of them is a negative thing. One of them is giving up a thing. One of them is putting down. The other one is a positive thing, picking things up. And we see in verse 12, the things that we put down is ungodliness and worldly passions. And down in verse 14, we see who, who gets the credit for all of those things. It says in verse 14, who gave himself to redeem us from all lawlessness. Christ is still at work. Not just in our, in our being right with God, but also in our maturing and our good works. He is credited with that because He is the one who frees us from all lawlessness. And then there's the positive. Look at verse 12 again, the second half. It says, And to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. Not only do we put things down, but we pick things up. And again in verse 14, Christ again credited with this. It says, He purifies for Himself a people for His own possession. He's the one who purifies for Himself His own people. And here's something crazy. They are zealous for good works. Being a Christian is not just about you doing something different. It's also about you wanting to do something different. God doesn't just change what you do. He changes what you want to do. Christians should do what they want to do. Because what they want to do should be what God wants them to do. A Christian should be free to do what they want to do. And what they want to do should be what they ought to do. Are you free to do that? Has Christ redeemed you? Is He your Redeemer? Has He changed not only what you do, but what you want to do? As well as all of that, God has designed this in such a way that there is an evangelistic outcome to the life that we live as Christians. To the life that we live as ones who have been saved. And it's in verse 10. It says, But showing all good faith, so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. There is something that God has put into the Christian life that the unbeliever can look at and see that this person is free. To see that um, 
they might adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. That they might be attracted to it because of the way that we live. Not just the gospel we preach, but the good deeds that go with the gospel. Because the grace that saves us also trains us, remember. And just before I pray, Jesus Christ in, in, these, in this passage here, in these verses, is called the grace that appears. He's called our great God and Savior. He's the one who redeems us. He's the one who purifies us. Is that true for you? Is He your God? Is Jesus Christ your Savior? Have you been redeemed? Are you being trained? Let me pray. us and sustains us, your word that calls us, your word that empowers us, your word that corrects us and matures us. God, I pray that your word would also call those who have not trusted in Christ. I pray, Lord, that you would help us again to understand the relationship between works and salvation. God, that you'd help us to examine ourselves, to examine not only what we do, but what we want to do. And also, Lord, to look forward with hope to the appearing, the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would we have an eternal perspective in this life? Would we be motivated, God, by looking forward with the glory to come? Truly be so incomparable that the sufferings of this world would not even be close to comparing. Thank you so much, Lord, for your word. And would you have your way in us again? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.